What up, y'all? What is going on? Hope you guys can hear me. I think you guys can hear me because I'm seeing that the audio is on. Guys, how are you doing today? First of all, I just wanted to. Up, um, what is going on? Um, Hope you guys can hear me. Get some little etiquette. I'm, I'm kind of excited about this show. Um, actually, I'm. I kind of have a hurt heart right now. Um, First of all, I just want. Um, to, I am uh, definitely. Uh, um, Guys can hear me What's the word? I'm not feeling too good about current things that are going on, so um, I want to talk about these things because I've been talking about these over the last few weeks and what's the word had a lot of people coming against about me me personally attacking me personally before how i think about the situation of the rioting uh the protesting and the idea of pre-spectality and versus racism and all this stuff and coming against a lot of stuff that i have been saying attacking me personally is now coming to light and i want to highlight those things and um talk about our next steps and what we as a community should be doing a lot of what I think we shouldn't I be doing. Um, so uh, again, if you guys are commenting, please comment. And if you want to ask questions, I will be taking questions today as well. Um, so we as a be uh, uh, we could take questions right up in the comments, and I'll try to answer your questions. So um, again, also I might be taking some uh, call-ins. Uh, I haven't figured if I'm going to do that yet, but I might change my mind later. I just want to kind of speak from the heart and um, speak from a person that steps outside of emotionalism and, and, and try to look for ways that we can get things accomplished in our society. Um, I, I, I'm a big advocate of of, of of, of um, empowering the black community, whether you guys uh, want to believe that or not, because I know some of y'all like, oh, you think all conservative, and you think all. I don't think conservative. I think common sense. So I have a lot of people saying that a lot, but empowering the black. We are now staring at what I've said was going to happen, which is I have a lot of people saying that is martial law. We're staring at that. We're looking at that and it's a result of our actions and I know what a lot of you guys got to say about this well there's a lot of details that I'm going to kind of cover in this um about how and why we did certain things um and what led up to this writing um we had a lot of people you know you know what hurts me when i'm on here and i'm talking or i'm, I'm typing different things like I, I give you an instance i today i just wrote a post are you happy now uh did you get what you want writing curfews and staying home or how stay in your house orders what did we accomplish how has this changed any policies are you happy now was racism uh, defeated? You what you want? Uh, Are racist people putting down their white hoods? How did having did other racists standing next to you go for you? Any policy? So are you listening now? Or will you still justify rioting, looting, the actions? Using, and then I'm adding now, using the idea of Dr. King's so statement that writing is the cries of the unheard. We want, we're using and abusing what he meant by that. 
by not quoting the rest of the, the phrase. What was before the phrase, what he said, he condemns it. He said he condemns writing. And he said it's only destructive to self. It's self-defeating and self-destruction. That's what he said. Basically saying, although people use this as a way to be heard when they feel they're not heard. And he said, although they use it, it is still destructive to only you. The people who are rioting. It's only destructive to the people who are writing. And we see that video after video after video on here. And it's heart is heartbreaking. It is heartbreaking. And yesterday, um, it's only um to the people who are writing. And we see we we after video after video. Yesterday I was at church and I had a great um a great um day. And when I left church, I was flooded with videos and I was flooded with uh videos of writing. Uh, Two, uh, two videos just took me completely out yesterday. I, I could not sleep. I was sad. I'm already upset about the fact that we have police brutality going on. We have police overreach. We have people being beaten up, killed by police. And mind you, I'm not talking the racist agenda right now. And I'm going to be totally honest with you. You guys can go off on that narrative, but we're going to talk about this a little later because I feel like we fight the wrong battles and wondering why we don't get results. We're fighting a racist battle, and you're asking people to fix racism, and nobody's saying how to do that. They're just saying you got to fix it, but nobody knows how to do that because you got to first identify where it's taking place. You can't identify it in this cop situation just because it was a white cop in a black community. That's the most erroneous thinking I've ever heard in my life. It was a bully cop who don't need to be on the force. He was a disgusting cop who treated everybody, not just black people, everybody he encountered like they were nothing. He was a bad cop. I'm seeing speeches. People make these heart-wrenching speeches. They're great speeches, honestly. I mean, speeches that are going to go down in history. But all those speeches are rooted in lies. Got us believing that every time we encounter something that looks to be unfair, it has to be a race thing. And then we get up and we start screaming racism and then we start screaming, getting everybody in emotions and then we get what we're doing. We get this rioting, we get all the stuff that's going on and what happens is what's going on now. Now we're locked down even more than what COVID did to us. Now we've lost more freedoms, even more than what COVID caused us to lose. Now we got to be in our houses at certain times. What happens is what Okay, I fixed this. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I was double playing back because of my computer. <laughs> Didn't realize. It. But anyways, so we're in a state now and I have people. I have people um, on here saying so many people are in their emotions about this whole situation and they're sitting there saying things like. Oh, um, nobody is supporting rioting. And one thing that I, I really dislike is when people make grand statements, they don't know what they're talking about. What do you mean? You might not be supporting rioting. The people that you are dealing with might not be supporting rioting, but there's a group that is. So the people like you who are doing the right thing is being overshadowed by the people who are doing the wrong thing. And that is very, that's very, very upsetting to me. It's upsetting to me to see that people are doing the wrong thing. So there, there was two videos that surfaced and I know you guys probably saw it. And um, 
This is what made me upset last night. And it was, there was this video and I saw the riders were surrounding it and it had to do with this uh, FedEx truck. And this FedEx truck was in the middle of all these riders, right? Now, and these riders, uh, uh, something must have happened and, and we don't have the full video from the beginning, but it started when the person starts screaming saying that there's this guy under your truck. There's a guy under your truck. Um, please uh, stop, stop, stop. There's a guy under the truck. Mind you, this this FedEx truck driver had his windows up, so obviously he don't hear what it, what it is. So he's dragging this guy who is lodged between his uh, um, his uh, his cabs, back wheels, and the trailer. Mind you, this hurt my heart, man. I was just like, oh my god. And and, and what hurt my heart about it was because. When you think about the situation from both sides, not in your emotions, because these people's like, look, he's dragging him. Get his cab number. Look, he ain't even stopping. As if he actually knew. Like, I, I drove a semi truck before. Um, I used to work at uh, United Air, uh, United Van Lines. And in my training, I took out stop signs. In my training, I took out all kinds of stuff in semi. So sometimes you hit stuff and you don't even know you hit it, right? Let alone if somebody was lodged up under your wheel. And the way the man was lodged up under the wheel, the wheel was right here. His body was like this and his legs were under the uh, support wheel. So he was stuck in here. He was, he was done. Right. So in order to do that, that's not a truck that hit somebody and he got stuck in it. That looked like somebody was trying to jump onto the truck, slipped and fell into the wheel well. You know, so I'm not saying. Uh, that it, I'm not trying to diminish the guy f for being hurt or died. Yeah, I still don't have the news from what happened there. I'm still looking for that. But it upset me because if there wasn't rioting going on and this FedEx truck with a bunch of valuable stuff in his truck, he's looking around. People are looting, burning down buildings, stealing stuff. And he is responsible for what's on his truck. And then you got a bunch of people around him screaming and screaming and screaming it looks like they're trying to loot him so he takes off he just pushes the gas and takes off while this man is lodged between his two uh rear cab wheels dying at least he looked dead he was just he was just gay it was, it was done he looked done that hurt my heart because there's two narratives here i was upset that People are not seeing that riots are not only dangerous for the people that you're rioting against. It's also dangerous for you because one mess up, somebody can get shot. One mess up, you can get hit by a car. One mess up, you can burn by somebody's bottle bomb or one mess up. Somebody can actually hit you with something that will take your life. So let's say this guy was trying to jump on the truck and try to, to vandalize a truck and he accidentally slipped in the wheel. That's sad to me. Because we, I have people on my posts constantly, constantly, constantly argue with me and justifying the actions of rioting. And I'm now, mind you, I'm not conflating. If you guys don't know what conflating means, meaning I'm not putting protesters in the same light as rioters. These are two different ideas. There's protesters who care about George who, Floyd who died who are doing it peacefully, doing it right, making their speeches and making their demonstrations. And then there's rioters who are opportunists and they're criminals with a criminal mindset and would do it even if there wasn't a riot. 
or a protest going on. They took advantage of the protest. So I'm differenti I'm differentiating. And this is why I did not allow anybody to come on me and tell me that they're going to justify rioting at all. I don't let nobody do that because there's no way to tell me that I'm hurt. So I'm going to say, since I'm hurt, I'm going to go do something criminal. Those people would do something criminal even if they weren't hurt. It's criminal. So this rioter is lodged between his will. And then the second part of that is that the, the, the FedEx driver was so scared. Not only for his life, but for the, the, the stuff that he was responsible. Mind you, when you're a truck driver, you're responsible for what's on your truck. Your job is at stake. Your feeding your family is at stake. And all you see around you is all of these people screaming and, and, and screaming and looking like they're about to destroy his truck, his livelihood. So he takes off, not knowing that somebody's lodged in the wheel of his truck. His semi-truck. This is sad. You, you, see, you see why I'm so hard on against not justifying rioting and getting all of you guys to speak out against rioting, not protesting, not being upset, but rioting. There is a way to be upset and not do something wrong. The Bible tells us, the Quran tells us to be upset, but sin not. Now, we can all argue about Bible and biblical things about, well, you know, the Christians were killing the name of Christ and all this stuff and stuff like that. There's a difference between murder and killing. Right. This is why we have laws. There are times where killing like 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 capital punishment or in self-defense, that's killing can be justified. And there's times where it's not, which is called murder, two different meanings. Right. Um, so we can't conflate those things. So. That, that that was sad. And then there was this other video where I saw this business owner. He had, a, I guess, a sword or a knife, they said. He was outside his business trying to keep the looters from destroying his property, his livelihood. His livelihood. The store that takes care. Now, I don't know if he was white. They say he was white. Um, he looked Arab, in my opinion, but it didn't matter. He wasn't black. Now, mind you. There was a there's a diverse group of people. They were beating this man, hitting him with uh, uh, boards and skateboards. They beat him so bad he was literally unconscious. Body wouldn't limp as if he died because he was protecting the store. And it took the one of the cameramans who was filming it. And mind you, there was a guy who was filming it who was actually part of the media. And he was actually filming the protest when it started happening. And he had to say, hey, 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 stop. Because the man was unconscious, blood pouring out of his head because he was defending his store. And I'm sorry. Anybody get on my post. I'm letting you have it. If you're going to sit here and justify the writer's actions talking about their hurt, Hurt people don't go destroy other people for no reason. That store owner had nothing to do with what happened between that police officer and George Floyd. An innocent man was hurt because of rioting, looting, because people want to do criminal acts. Now, mind you, we're going to get on to the people who started because we know we seeing videos of who started. And this is really taking me off. And I want to reference Michael Mexon and what he said. Right. So we, we, we have these people doing these writers act, doing these criminal acts, beating people up, people getting hurt, all this stuff going. It, it hurt my heart. And I had 
months. I even had somebody on my last video who called and tried to justify the right. And this man said, even though we're burning down stuff, it's a unified effort between white and black and we're unified and, and you got to see the unity. You're trying to justify criminal activity just because somebody is unified? That's what a gang is, right? A unified front who's doing criminal activity. That's what a gang is, right? This is disgusting. This is appalling. So now we get what we ask for. So I got people who, who, who post on my post, I just post a post, and he's and somebody's trying to just, still justify things. I'm in the heart of Uptown. There's no rioting. No one is supporting rioting. That is a lie. Plenty of y'all are on here supporting rioting. Plenty of y'all are over here making excuses for these young people. I love when I'm seeing the videos of, of, of black men my age, 30 and up. Trying to tell these young people, no, you're not doing this. Or like the picture of the black men who were protecting the cop that got separated from his unit. I love that. That shows me that there are people who are willing to do the things the right way. Those are the people we need to be looking at. And we need to be being just like those people who are on the front line stopping people from doing something criminal. All y'all talking about, well, why didn't you, you put much energy in, in being upset with, with the George Floyd thing? I'm not upset. I'm, you know why I'm not? I'm, let me tell you why I'm not upset. Because this has been going on, not just in the black community, in the Latino community, in the white community. Police are being over, I mean, police are over-policing. They're being extra. They're, they're using their badge as a means to have power over people and hurt people. And I'm not saying all police. Let me let me rephrase that. Not all police. Some police. Not all police. All of those innocent cops were putting their lives in danger because we want to be hateful. We want to say it's our emotions. This is how we feel. We've been going through this for years. Y'all haven't been going through nothing. That's a lie. And I'm not going to let nobody say it. We have not went through half of what Martin Luther King, our grandparents, and the people in slavery have went through. And those people was getting hosed down for no reason. What I mean, no reason. And they still did it peacefully and got more done than what we're doing right now. What's the end goal, guys? Where y'all at? Where's the end goal? This is what I want to know. Where, 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 where's all the naysayers right now? What's the goal? All these people who want to say, that's the, 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 the voice of the unheard. Where's the naysayers? Because look at us now. Look at us. We're martial law. I'm, I'm, I'm in Santa Clarita, right? We just had a Black Lives Matter um, uh, protest here in Santa Clarita. And when I first looked at that on the news, I was like, wait, Why? <laughs> Santa Clarita is one of the safest cities in California. I'm talking about our crime rate is next to none. They're up here. Matter of fact, we don't have any police problems up here. And, and it was funny thing because one of the news outlets was interviewing one of the few black people that live here. And they say, how, how has it been being black living in Santa Clarita? She literally just killed her whole statement and said, well, I haven't had any problems here. So that means all of the sheriffs here have respected us, even the ones that don't like us, because I know there's some that don't like us that are racist. But they have we have not had problems, maybe because most black people out here respect police authority. 
or when you are like like I was not too long ago, I was faced with a cop who was pretty much overstepping. She wasn't aggressive with me, but she was overstepping her bounds and kind of violating my rights. But I let her do it and I fought the right battle. I went and reported her. But I made it out alive. I was mad. But at the end of the day, I reported her. I told somebody other this, this. When we're dealing with cops, here's the thing that people don't think about with these cop situations. And this is, um, and now I'm going to segue into saying why I believe this thing is not a racial thing. I believe this thing is a PTSD thing for cops. One thing I love about the military, if you serve in the military for 10 years, after 10 years, you have to take a psychiatric evaluation before you continue service to make sure that if you were in wartime, that you don't see everybody as a war criminal. These cops are on the streets. 90% of the people they deal with are criminals. 90% of the people they get calls for are dangerous people. So naturally, when they're doing traffic stops, I've known cops who got killed on random traffic stops just to give somebody a fix-it ticket. And they unloaded guns on them. I know, I've seen stories like this. And you're wondering what, and if, if it's predominantly our people doing this, when they see me, it's only, to me, it's only logical they're going to be a little nervous while they're walking up to my car. They might have their hand on their gun. And if I start reacting like they're used to from criminals, I start looking like those criminals. I told somebody this, if if this rioting is what, look at, look at how much the rioting has gotten attention. Because it's the biggest thing. The thing is, they're sitting here. I watch CNN say nothing about the people who are writing. And talking about it's mostly peaceful. And I'm seeing video after video after video on, on social medias, on Twitter, on this, of people in the middle of riots, knocking in windows, stealing stuff. Not just white people, not just Asians and Mexicans, a lot of black people too. It's everyone. This is why I said this is not about race. This is universal. Everyone is being, everybody's doing it right and everybody's doing it wrong. And nobody's saying nothing about the doing wrong. They're justifying the people doing wrong. And this is what makes our movement irrelevant. Because we're willing to say, let's just focus on getting justice, but you're not willing to condemn. Y'all always get on Trump about not condemning something, but you don't want to condemn something that is an illegal and criminal act. You want to justify, well, it's the cries of the unheard. It's the cries of the unheard. Come on, guys. Where are we at in society where we expect one other people to do something, but we don't want to do it ourselves? Where are we at? So I expect cops to pull up my car and, and treat me a little bit more cautiously. And then I expect the ones who are used to doing excessive force to be real excessive with me. And that's why I say, you know what? It's smart that we teach our kids. We have to teach our kids to keep their hands on the steering wheels because we create that image. Our whole society is our whole society is 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 defined almost by violence. Black society, world star hip hop. Every video I see scrolling, I'm scrolling through. Mind you, I have a lot of friends who went to college with me on my play. I had Facebook before it was even open to the public. It was a college network. I'm talking about college friends. Posting videos of people doing criminal things or or or, or uh, black people with guns playing around with guns in their hand. I, I'm, I'm, there was that video some years ago where the girl was acting and they were turning up, eh, being stupid with a gun in their hand and shot her her boyfriend or her, her man, whoever, with that on, on accident. 
because you're playing with a gun, a dangerous weapon. And everybody was, she thought she was cool. Yeah, look, yeah, I kill him, man, man, man. And didn't even know there was a bullet in the chamber and shot that man in the head. Luckily, he has, he survived. This is the, this is the culture we perpetuate and wondering why they're looking at us like we're dangerous. Every time they see one of us, they see us as dangerous. Our video, our music videos, our music, danger, 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 drugs, guns, gangs, gangs. I kill this, I kill this. I'm so hard. I'm hard. Look at me. We get angry. We get loud. Start. Yeah, yeah. Can't even let it go. Somebody be trying to say, "Hey, man, I'm done. I'm, I'm trying to walk." I watched this black guy fight this Latino dude on this video. Uh, uh, and the Latino guy was trying to get away. They got in a little scuffle and he just said, you know, I'm done. I'm trying to go. He got the upper hand. Then the black guy kept start ch- charging him. So the Latino guy pulled out a knife. Not saying that the knife was right to pull out. He pulled out the knife. He pulled out a knife and started slicing him. And the, and the black guy, just, you look at you, you weak, you weak. Trying to entice the man to put the knife down so he can fight him. Why the guy is trying to get on his bike and leave. He's trying to leave. And the black guy don't want him to leave. He want to fight him. Put the knife down. Every time he tried to go for his bike, he would run him. And then he has to turn around to defend himself. That's the type of society we're perpetuating. We're wondering why these police look at us as we're dangerous. Not just white cops, black cops too. When they put that badge on, the reason why they're no longer black in your eyes is because they got to look at you like a criminal because you acting like one. And then we want to say, it's our culture. We just like that. No, we Americans, guys. And that's another thing. Let's talk about this idea of race as America. Everybody making these... St- America's not racist. And people talking about America was founded on racist and, and America's the ones that, that, that like that woman in her speech. I love her speech, but it, it just had... I'm going I'm to actually analyze that speech probably tomorrow, but... Um, I love her speech, a young lady activist that was in uh, Minnesota, uh, and she was talking about it. But there's a, there's a lot of facts in her story that is just simply untrue. When the colonials came and raped the Indians, they weren't America. They were colonials. They were a specific group of people from a specific, a specific country. Once we became America, colonialism and, 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 uh, um, and after slavery, um, um, that stuff became outlawed. That stopped happening. So then there was an influx of what we call immigration, the very thing we're fighting for on the Mexican border. That became America. America was not a racist institution. America was literally set up to get rid of oppression. It started with becoming independent from Britain. Then once we became independent, yes, slavery lasted a long time after that. But we were able in a, in America to abolish it. The only country on this planet that abolished slavery that fast. Slavery had been reigning through England for thousands of years, through Egypt, thousands of years, through, through, through China, thousands of years, through Africa, thousands of years of, uh, of slavery, slave, enslaving some other culture. America was the only country in history to abolish slavery in the quickest time. Yes, it seems long to us, but in, compared to every other country throughout history, we were the fastest to, to, to end slavery. And we think that's not accomplishment. We think we didn't get our rights. We got equal rights in this country. So America is not 
racist. Because that means you're racist too because you're a part of America. And if you're not a part of America, then why are you here? I agree with those who say that. Why are you here? If America's such a bad country, why are you still here? I've never seen a bunch of people who want to complain about the place that they're in and then stay in it. Complain about the job that you have but still work there instead of getting your butt in gear and go buy, get you another job, the one that you like, or starting your own company. You can't go to another country and start your business. All y'all talking about, I'm going to be a business owner, I'm going to be a millionaire. You can't go to another country, but you're fighting against the very country that gives you the freedom to, to start your own business and make your own money. And we didn't fought it so bad, now our freedom's about to be taken. This is the aftermath of our actions because and actions without planning, actions without a goal, without a vision, it fails. Look at us. We failed. We have failed. Because if we did not fail, then we would have got the results. And and here, and I'm going to segue to this. Now, again, I want to say this. I want to say this for those who I am totally upset. That George Floyd had to die. Aubrey had to die. Uh, um, the white lady three years ago had to die. Trayvon. All these people had to die. But my biggest plight with black folks. Is, it's our fault. And I'm going to say why it's our fault. You don't have to agree with me. But I'm going to tell you why. Bear with me. We know for a fact that people are going to be racist. You cannot abolish racism. This is just not going to happen because racism is on an individual level. How do you fight something? How you how if I can't change your mind about our own actions as black people, how are you going to change your mind? If I can't change your mind, if you can't sit here and listen to a little bit of reason or something that's opposite of what you think without cringing and getting in your emotions and getting mad and calling somebody out their names. How do you think you're going to change anybody who thinks about white supremacy's mind? How are you going to stop them? Because you can't forcibly stop them because they have the right to think the way they think. They have a right to do it. It's protected under freedom of speech, freedom of religion, all of that. Freedom of thought, all this stuff. We have a right to believe the things we want as long as the things that we believe does not infringe on somebody's life who doesn't want to believe it. We've gotten to the point where speech becomes violence, but violence is, is, is justifiable. We're censoring people, kicking people off of, uh, 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 of social media just because they said something opposite of what you believe. And you're talking about, that's hateful. Oh, my God, I can't believe you said that. But then when somebody commits a crime, oh, it's just speech. Now, 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 crimes are free speech now. Writing is free speech now. That's backwards, guys. Look where we at in society right now. Look where we at. So this is this is appalling. This is the aftermath. This is what we got to look forward to. Look what we have gotten ourselves. But let me go back to this lady with this uh the, this speech. Um, I'm 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 gonna analyze it in detail later. But I just want to highlight some things that she said in that speech that were were like I said the thing about America being inherently racist. America was started to stop inequalities. Period. And throughout that history, as it progresses, we tackled one inequality after another, after another, after another to the point where we became the most successful country and the most free country on the face of this earth. And yet we're still talking about some mythical, invisible, systemic racism idea. And I'm sorry, nobody 
I've asked people time and time again to change my mind with this thing. Show me what systemic racism looks like. Because to me, when you say systemic, that comes from the word system. That means there is a system that constantly does the same exact thing and gets the same result. And I have not seen that. I have not seen a law. I have not seen a, a police policy that systematically oppresses. I've seen people practice ideas or or take in a, a, a policy and interpret it in a way where it oppress people, but that's on the individual, excuse me, that's on the individual level. But I've not seen a policy. There's another fallacy that she said that really hurt me was when she said, and this is the ideology I will never in my life I don't care who it comes from. I don't care which all y'all emotional naysayers say, but I would never in my life condone somebody burning down a target because you feel like they have some type of responsibility when they had nothing to do with that. This lady said, I don't care about target because they fund what the police are doing or what the, uh, the powers are. They fund the powers that keep us oppressed. I'm paraphrasing, right? But that was the gist of what she said. I don't care about burn down target. People talking about this. Y'all got to understand what what, uh, 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 supply and demand and economic impact is. I was like, that's the stupidest thing. Obviously, people who think that burning down a target is going to do some type of economic impact or something. Y'all stupid because guess what? Target pays taxes just like you do. So in that case, if target is directly responsible for funding uh, uh, police, racist politicians, racist police officers, then aren't we too? Because we pay our taxes, we pay their paychecks. So why don't we burn down your house? Because you're responsible. Why don't we do that? You're responsible too because you pay your taxes. You allow, you elect these officials in, you elect them in, you elect them in, you're responsible. You put that responsibility, we've put that responsibility on a business that had nothing to do with that man's death. I'm talking about economic impact. You want to make an economic impact that changes policies? Abolish taxation. Tell the government we would not pay no more taxes. Come together as a unit and say we would not pay no more taxes until you change these policies. And then actually come up with some policies you won't change. Because right now we're not doing it. And and and, and I, I say all that because that's the that, that was the justification for burning down Target and AutoZone. Because they won't stand in solidarity with you. They don't have to. I I didn't stand with any of y'all protesters. Should you come burn down my house? Should you come loot my car and take my stuff out of my studio and all that stuff? Should you? I didn't stand with you. And I'm not going to stand with you. I'm not standing with anybody who thinks everything's a racist narrative. What I'm going to stand against is police brutality. What I'm going to do is go see that that President Trump. If he And what I'm going to do is I'm going to go see the governor of Newsom or whoever governor is of your side and say, hey, this is what we need done. Do you want to get this done or do you want to be re- If you get this done, you can be reelected. If you don't, if you don't want to be reelected, then I'll go find somebody who's going to do my agenda. That's what I'm going to do. But I'm not standing with nobody who thinks everything is racist and exciting all this emotionalism and fear that's leading to all these opportunist people committing crimes. 
I told y'all this was going to happen. I told that nobody has a plan. What's the plan? Somebody tell me what's the plan? Justice for George Floyd? How? Because that had already happened before the rioting happened. It wasn't good enough. Oh, y'all didn't convict him fast enough. See, this is one thing that I hate when people say stuff like that because y'all have no idea how processes work. Because a cop has a certain immunity on duty, you have to be careful to arrest a cop when something like this happens in the line of duty. They have to make sure they have the right information. Otherwise, that's a false arrest. Just like you can uh, sue somebody from false arrest. And the funny thing is people think, oh, well, we, we don't get that chance. No, you never try. Reason why you don't you don't take advantage of the laws that protect you from false arrest and all because y'all don't want to stir the pot. Y'all scared to go get a lawyer. Y'all, I ain't got the money. I don't want to spend no money on that, but y'all go spend some money on some Jordans, but you won't spend no money on your freedom. You won't spend no money to get your credit together. You won't spend your money to make sure your family is safe. But you spend it on those, those new Jordans or those new Nikes or those new Adidas. That's why we're the blame. Black people, we're the blame of why. We had all this time since Trayvon Martin to put some legislation or to find the policies that y'all won't change and, and, and make this a national thing before George Floyd happened. And you didn't. So now you want to scream when it happens. Y'all had all this time. Y'all was screaming all of this stuff since Trayvon Martin. And you did nothing. And you're mad at me because I'm pointing it out. You don't want to hear this because I'm pointing it out. I'm sorry. You want to change policy? You want to change what's going on in, in, in the U.S.? It starts with you. It starts with us. Malcolm X said this, and, and, and I'm segueing into this because Malcolm X said this. Um, I remember, and I know you guys just saw the movie, but uh, this movie, obviously, in this part was historically correct. When, when the reporter had asked Malcolm X, how, how can a person like me who is of the Caucasian race help the cause? He said, you can't. And until our people come together and create a strategy... Nobody else can join into this cause. This is when he was in the Nation of Islam and he was helping to fight for freedom and fighting for rights. If this is truly a racist narrative, we're allowing others to come in. And, and, and mind you, I enjoy the help from other people and other races, but we not even organized enough to even let them come in and help. Because guess what? Their riffraff came and helped destroy your community. You did, they didn't destroy their community. They came into your community. Antifa came into your community. And according to news sources, some of the white supremacists, so-called white supremacists, I still haven't seen which ones. All I know for sure is Antifa was there. The people said there were some white supremacist uh, groups, but nobody has said which ones or pointed out who they were. And I haven't seen that in any video, but I've seen a lot of Antifa because they wear their flags. They wear their identification. Uh, but Antifa just there was helping destroy. It, was, it it hurt me to see other cultures were the main culprits of tearing the community down. Now, mind you, this is no way a deflection off of the responsibility that, that the African-American community has, because we did not have to join into that. But we did. And I have a lot of people saying it trying to say it was the white people who did it, it was this people who did it. No, we did it, too. 
A lot of us. I'm watching video after video after video after video. Just pop up on my timeline and Twitter and Facebook, Instagram, video after video, different people filming this stuff. And it was black people too. Latino people too. So miss me with the, well, they started it. So what? That sounds like a kid. Well, he started it. And, but you finished it. And then want to say it's the cries of the people. When will we grow up, people? When will we grow up? When will we see that what we're doing has not changed? Reason why we have not had change since Malcolm X and Dr. King died is because after that, we start doing things all wrong. They gave us an example. They gave us the example of what to do. And now we're doing it all wrong. All wrong. Comment, like, and subscribe. If you want to, please follow The Wiley Life. Also, follow me on Speak News Radio. I'll be back on live a little bit later to take your questions on my personal page. So if you guys want to talk, come holla at your boy. I just had to say this rant today. It was just a rant. Tomorrow, please tune in tomorrow around the same time. We're gonna have a panel discussion with some of uh, some 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 of my uh, uh, good friends, uh, Kevin Gates, uh, Dante. Um, he's gonna be on there as well. Uh, I'm sorry, Dante Jordan, um, Nico, and uh, you guys heard Nico talking to me on my last show. He's gonna come on, and a few others are gonna be on. We're gonna actually discuss the State of the Union, and and a lot of these people we uh, we all have varying uh, varying beliefs. This is what is gonna be great about this. There's gonna be some who believe more on, on the left end of things and more on the right end of things. So I'm gonna be moderate so it's going to be a great conversation and I, I want to just example what I think we should do as a community is come together and come to a consensus because that will be the goal of the show but please tune into that tomorrow um, um, evening um, hopefully you guys you can because guess what half of us is quarantined I mean we locked down anyway in martial law so uh, I know I have to because we're <laughs> we got a curfew of 6 o'clock here in LA so um Tune in tomorrow. It's going to be a great show. Uh, I'll be back a little later on live. And hopefully you guys will come talk to me on my personal page. That is Chris Conscious Wiley personal page. If you're my friends, actually, this would just be a friend chat. But if you follow me on Wiley Life or anything like that, um, you guys can come on over. Um, I'll add you as a friend if you add me. All right. See you. And as I always say, we are out here in these streets.